As Jimmy Keene has been hanging out with his neighbor, Caroline Aber Guidry, over the course of this morning, smoking weed, eating barbecue rib burgers, enjoying one another's company, the rain outside has at last abated. Oh, good. Well, I guess we don't have to float across after all. Your cat is probably starving right about now. You want to take him some of this barbecue? Oh, my God. No, Jimmy, that's all right. We're going to spoil this poor animal. Then he's going to be fine. He can wait a little bit more. I want to help you clean up. No, don't do that. There's not that much here to clean up. You already helped me enough. Well, if you say so. Yeah, you helped me plenty. You know, sitting up all night telling war stories... Like we're fucking soldiers in a ditch. It's not really how I'm used to spending nights with a girl. <sighs> Suffice to say. And uh, that's exactly what I needed. So the fact that you were willing to give that to me is not lost. Well, all right, Jimmy, that's good. But I didn't do none of this trying to get something else out of you in return. Hell, not even packing up them weed pipe. That just takes it even further for me, because you got no reason to be kind to me other than being kind. Well, sure I do. You're a fellow human being. And that's really cute of you. And it's cuter because I know you believe it. Goes to show my impression of you that I got recently is correct. You're a decent person. She looks touched by this. You know, if I had to come up with a story, what I thought your life was like before I knew anything about you. I don't know, I guess I thought you were married to a preacher. and Maybe you two had a kid together. Then they unfortunately died. And that's how you found yourself here. Oh my god, Jimmy, that's tragic. What they die of? Tuberculosis? <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, the one thing that I think I remember hearing from my folks, because they don't talk about you or anything, but I seem to remember hearing that you were in a car crash. Oh. So I guess it would have been my guess that was what happened. Well, almost. Because... It was a motorcycle crash, and nobody died then. A motorcycle crash? This has just posed so many new questions Jimmy would have never thought himself to ask. But he can only manage to actually say one. You were driving a motorcycle? <laughs> no, no, I was riding. Okay. Caroline looks a little embarrassed. Doesn't seem inclined to volunteer any further information. Look, I'm glad you're still walking around. That shit can kill you pretty easy. Yeah, no, I got lucky. Good. Because the world's better for having people like you in it. 
I hope that doesn't sound phony, because I know we barely know each other, but I know that much. Oh, to me. Caroline reaches out, gently touches his upper arm. He's not even done. Because it's like with Cole. People like you can help people like me want to be better. Oh, Jimmy. Listen, you don't owe nobody that, though. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not trying to start an argument, but I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, maybe you owe it to yourself if that's what you really want. But, like somebody told me one time, we all got room for improvement. But as long as you're still living, there's still time. It's Jimmy's turn to be very touched by this. Maybe I ought to find a pen and write that down. Do you want me to? I will. If you want to. She goes to find a pen. Starts writing it down. Jimmy almost wants to cry, so he turns away, pinches his upper lip between his thumb and forefinger, gets himself back together, turns around to face her in time to see her beaming, handing him the piece of paper with it written upon, as long as you're still living, there's still time. Thank you. You're welcome. And look, you don't gotta do nothing for me ever, either. Even if all I can do is be there for you, I still want to do that. It don't cost me nothing. Okay. But, just like with you making this little reminder for me. Only if you want to. He smiles. Deciding to put on that Jimmy Magic charm again. That's kind of my rule for engagement with anything. I only want somebody, especially a woman, to do what she wants to do with me. Because that's more fun. (sighs) This landed exactly how he had anticipated and hoped it would, which gives him great measure of satisfaction. That's another reason that I don't try to employ trickery or deception because there's nothing in all that for me. (sighs) But if somebody wants to do what they want to do and it's not hurting anybody, then I don't got a single argument about that. (laughs) Okay. Judgment-free zone, right? (laughs) Exactly. I don't think that's a bad life philosophy. I can abide. Okay. Do you want to spark one more for the road? You don't have to say yes. (laughs) But I'm gonna. Yes, please, and thank you. So they're sitting on the sofa doing that. When Professor Cole Bowden walks in, 
lets himself into the Keen home with his key through the front door. Signs of life. He walks through the front receiving area and finds Caroline and Jimmy on the sofa together. Oh, hi, Caroline. Oh, hello, Professor. He raises an eyebrow in recognition and appreciation of that. Hey, good morning. G yet? No, Nana. I arrived hungry, knowing you probably had fixed something. And you're dead right. There's a sandwich for you in the fridge. Oh, thanks. If you want to hit this, I think it makes it taste better. Okay. Yes, typically. Caroline holds the joint out to him over the back of the sofa so that he can join in the rotation. Thank you. Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> and to round it out, I think there's a cup of coffee still somewhere in the kitchen. I think I poured it for myself, but I forgot about it, so you can just have it. Let me know if you need me to warm it up or something. Oh, yes, here it is. No, it's perfect. Awesome. So what have you been up to? Waking up? What about you? Were you awake all night? Or... Nah, I actually got some sleep this time. Instead of living like a fucking vampire, so... Jimmy looks over at Caroline. I was just making sure this lady was comfortable before I sent her back home. Trying to develop some sort of Stockholm Syndrome, you know? Cole heavily closes his eyes and his face pulls in on itself slightly. As though he has had a similar conversation with Jimmy about casually spitballing on topics of crime. It's worked real well, too. Because... I'm going to go for now, but I'm going to come back on my own. You don't even need to pull me into your car and drive away. Okay, perfect. Because that's a lot of work. And Jimmy decides to take her advice and not make the humor any more uncomfortable by basically saying he'd rather she victimize herself because... Like we talked about, I only want to do what you want to do. Okay, well, so far, so good. Caroline gets herself up. Jimmy remembers that maybe he should probably do something, but also kind of doesn't know what, so he's sort of fumbling, getting her towards the back door. Thank you again, I really appreciated your time. You're welcome, Jimmy. I appreciated yours. So, until next time. Yeah, okay. Until next time. He watches her go, smiling to himself, and the smile grows wider and wider across his face. He turns to Cole, who is just looking at him with his eyebrows practically to his hairline. Oh, you had an overnight guest.
Are you jealous? You said you didn't want to be with me, so... I didn't say I didn't want to be with you. Also, nice job trying to deflect the conversation. You got me, but I was just trying to make a joke. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. She stayed all night. We were watching a movie, and then it started to rain. Oh, shit, she she left her fucking movies here. Hey, you know what? She just lives next door. I'll be able to give them back. Yeah, I didn't touch her. I like that. She's not trying to do that. She's just being nice. Uh Uh-huh. No, for real, are you actually jealous? No. I am impressed. What, that I could spend that much time around a woman without sticking my dick in her? If you'd like to put it like that. Well, I'm a fucking asshole. If that's how you'd like to describe your habits. Right. She's not, and I'm not trying to do anything to fuck with that. Good. I've never felt the need to remind you that it's typically bad policy to fuck with other people, and I'm glad I don't need to start now. Okay, so let me watch you eat that burger. It's a burger? Haven't you looked at it yet? Go go on. I took the last of those barbecue ribs, pulled the meat off the bone, and just look at that thing. Oh, wow. Oh. Are you trying to fatten me up? Yeah, I'm a regular Jeffrey Dahmer. Thinking about writing a cookbook. Freak. What do you say? Sweet nothings. So they're hanging out together. Cole demolishes his sandwich gratefully. And I told her that I like the excuse to make people breakfast. Because that's what's going on here. I like it. To me, I'm glad that you're finding new things to make you happy. Yeah, thanks. It seems pretty simple, but any little bit helps, I guess. And, um... She's adorable. And I'm not just talking about that French girl shit. Like, a real sweetheart. I need more people like that in my life. Yes, I would agree. And I'm glad that you're starting to find some. I don't know if there's that many. Statistically speaking, there are a few. Yeah, but the question is getting them to want to talk to me. So, I think we got over the hard part. And now I just gotta figure out how to not fuck all that up. Yes, that is the general trajectory of things. Because I was talking like, I don't really have a problem making friends. The problem is pretty much keeping them. Yes, that's 
an unfortunate reality for us all. No, not everybody. Most people, it might manifest differently and be due to different reasons, but socializing and forming community bonds is typically the primary objective of our species, so it's an intricacy we all have to navigate. I think I understood maybe four words that you just said. (laughs) I'll try again later, probably. Okay, thanks. You know, she... She's so fucking nice, this woman. She was giving me advice on how to tell a better lie. Cole looks a little taken aback by this. Mildly concerned. She did. No, not exactly like that, but if I was a total asshole, that's how I would have taken it. Oh. Well... I guess we should all be glad you're not a total asshole. Yeah. She was trying to tell me to stop opening my fucking mouth and cramming both of my feet in there all the fucking time. Like I like the fucking taste or something. And she said that most people end up telling on themselves and giving themselves away. And she's right. Unless you're talking about getting caught red-handed. In flagro delicto. That's how people get caught. Somebody fucks up and says something. And I sure know a thing or two about that. Well. It's better to learn this late than never. That's what she said. Look. Look at this fucking shit, Cole. Jimmy picks up the piece of paper upon which she'd written what he reads aloud. If you're still living, there's still time. Wow. Are you going to put that on the fridge? Don't make fun of her. I'm not. Because what I would do is put it in a fucking frame and put it in my bedroom. That's another idea, honestly. I think I like that one better. She said, she's not doing this for any reason. She told me, even if all I can do is be there for you, I still want to do that. She likes. Somehow I managed to turn it around and she likes me. Cole can't tell if Jimmy's about to cry because he's happy or... I'll be honest, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know, like, this fucking... Jimmy draws a circle in the air around his own face. Like, I get it, I get it. That's not why. Jimmy pauses, wanting to acknowledge that. Let it sink in. Maybe even allow himself to feel that. He puts a hand over his mouth. Now I just gotta figure out how not to fuck that up. He takes his hand away, offers his brave smile. So, 
I got until next time.